the art life. Hello, I'm Zandra Robinson-Burns, writer and the founder of Heroin Training. Welcome today to our Valentine's special, featuring your stories of gift giving. And joining me for this special episode is my campfire co-host, actress and activist, Grace Gordon. Grace, how is your art life? Zandra, Zandra, Zandra. <laughs> Let me tell you, and I hope I hope that you, I know that you will understand the the humility and the growth involved in my answer. Zandra, my art life is fun. Ooh. <laughs> For people who have not been listening since the beginning of this show, um, we had an episode early on where we asked the question, is art fun? And we addressed a lot of my own hangups about that word and the pressure that I put on myself to take everything very seriously. And that episode really (laughs) changed my life. Like, it's a running joke in my household. Like, when I use the word fun, it'll be like, whoa. Like, it's become (laughs) quite a a part of my journey. Um, And I was on a hike yesterday with Keitra, my lovely roommate. And Keitra and I were talking about our February goals. And you know, she just asked me like, oh, what do you want to focus on this month? And I'm walking with her and I say like, oh, you know, I've kind of fallen off the workout, like the workout routine. I'd like to do this and, you know, add some stuff back in. And then I said, but honestly, I just really want to have fun this month. (gasps) Who am I? What's happening? Um, I, you know, I've just been talking on the show recently about, like, I have these new agents and my auditioning, like, amount has gone up, thank goodness, and I've been booking a lot of modeling work, and what's great, and even, like, I've been, I've been setting sort of structures to, um, to meet more people and engage with my community in a different way, and on how that all of these structures are in place, and these reps are in place, and my new website is launching as we speak, there's sort of, like, a, a a system that's going and sustainable and I'm looking around and I'm like I don't have to push so hard right now whoa I don't have to hustle as hard I just really want to have fun so I am like looking at different museums I want to go to and really prioritizing fun and community um this this month of February. And it's great because I was actually just discussing in Everyday Wonderland, your membership program. I was chatting with other members about how I, I have a lot of like bad memories associated with Valentine's Day, which is what this episode's about. And this episode will come out on Valentine's Day itself. And I am one of these people who has a lot of hangups about it. And I was like, I just want to have an amazing time this month. I just want to do a bunch of activities and meet up with a bunch of friends. And I just want to have the most luxurious, beautiful, fun time. And so I'm finding all of these 
movie screenings and gallery openings and and different things to experiment with and I'm just like really excited and you know I had these lovely discussions with all of your your um all of my fellow members of Everyday Wonderland and I I had this discussion with Katra and I just realized that like it's actually okay for me and it it might be great for me and my art to make my priority this month really scheduling in and enjoying my life scheduling in fun and enjoying my life so that's the tea look at you look at me go are you proud of me (laughs) i'm i'm inspired by you this post in everyday wonderland came about because our chapter title for january was bright and i was reflecting on how I resist holidays, like any sort of themed holiday I really struggle with. But I noticed that when I surrender to it, I can enjoy it in my own way. I get caught up in the expectation of what Christmas means to different people and in different countries. And I was just reflecting on how at school, like primary school and middle school, we would have these little crafts around the holidays and you have to do something to acknowledge each holiday and how special that was. So I invited the other members of the Secret Garden to share, what do you do for holidays? Because this is still something that I'm working on too. Yeah. And I shared in that post like that that the day was something that I particularly don't look forward to and like... And I said, well, my tradition is to get depressed. (laughs) And I was like, that needs to to change. And a bunch of people chimed in, both understanding and offering suggestions, which were super welcome. And I just got a ton of ideas from them. And I've I've just noticed, like, when I make this a priority... I'm I'm seeing the world differently and I'm seeing myself differently. Like like I'm I'm you know just I'm having all of these ideas come up and I'm going I can do that. Like I've really been affirming to myself. I can do that. I can do that. Um instead of instead of fretting over whether I'll have time or who I'll bring to something, I I just tell myself, "Oh, I can do that. That'll be fun." And I get two tickets and figure it out later who's going to come with me. Um like I just I'm just really loving that my challenge this month, you know, is just really enjoying life. Uh I and I feel so I feel so creatively inspired right now. Me too. I love that I can do that and buy two tickets. It'll work it out. Zandra, how is your art life? My art life is handwritten and tied with a bow. I As I've mentioned on this show, I have a routine of checking all of my digital inboxes at a certain time of day, setting a timer for 25 minutes, and going through everything properly and systematically. And then I noticed that I feel best when I only check my inboxes during that time of day, which I call owl post. And... I've been thinking about ways to expand that digital boundary because I know that I feel better 
when I turn off my computer and my phone after I'm done using them as the tools that they are. But I still find myself doing it. I still find myself reaching for my devices for entertainment. And I've become more aware every time lately that this isn't good for me. This isn't good for me. And so I'm taking action on that. And this weekend, I tried something new where I went through my inboxes just to see if there was anything urgent. But instead of going through them with a timer like I will do on a work day, I closed them down and instead turned to my little stack of letters from my wonderful pen pals that I keep tied with a purple ribbon. And I spent some time this weekend writing letters and making cards for people with no timer attached. And it really set the tone for how, for the pace at which my weekend was lived, because weekends as well as holidays are something that I struggle with too. And that is my way of making weekends my art life right now. So is this a new tradition for you? Like you're adding this in to every weekend as something to look forward to? I think I am. I've been trying to systemize how to keep on top of my handwritten correspondences for a while because as a kid, I was so good at it. But as I have more obligations with different inboxes and apps, I fell into the trap of putting my letter writing into that category when really it's not something to put in the in-tray. It's something to enjoy. I totally love that. And I've noticed that about myself too. Like you and I are are both passionate letter writers, but when you start categorizing it in your mind the way that you categorize email correspondence or like phone calls that you need to make or catch up on, it's not enjoyable at all because it really is an entirely different practice or way of communicating. And it's like, you know, it's like saying, I have to call my mom back versus, hey mom, I'd really like to go on a walk in the woods with you for an hour. Mm -hmm. And like, I love that you're creating this practice with the letter writing that reminds you that, no, this is an email correspondence that I have to catch up on. This is something I love to do. This is something I want to be present for. It's part of my work with Everyday Wonderland, too. And you have posts that you send to your patrons. This is true. Every month I send a book out to... A, a a member of our community. And this is a task on my to-do list that I will admit I keep putting off sometimes. Like during my work week, I this is the thing that will get pushed to the next day. But I realized just by having letter writing and packaging time at the weekend, I felt like doing that even without it scheduled in. So it reminded me of why I send things in the post to my Everyday Wonderland members. It's because I love to do that. And I need, and maybe I need to take it off my to-do list and let it happen in its own space. 
Do you usually carry stationery with you when you go out, like tucked into your passion planner or in your tote bag? Yes, absolutely tucked into my passion planner. (laughs) Do you ever find yourself like spontaneously writing a letter when you're out? Mainly to you. That's right. (laughs) I'm special. (laughs) And actually, um, what I've noticed, Grace, is sometimes I feel inspired to write to you when I don't have stationery on me. And so you've like brought out the rebel in me where I will like tear a blank page out of the back of a book and use it as stationery. (gasps) Spicy. (laughs) Just for you. I'm so glad to know that I'm inspiring some chaos into your life. (laughs) That brings me like deep joy. (laughs) I was like, Grace will love this. (laughs) I do. You're right. I do. Well, speaking of sharing meaningful things, sometimes in the post, I am so excited to introduce our first campfire style episode where we are sharing stories that you, our audience, have shared with us. Yeah, one of my favorite pieces of feedback we ever received about this show is that it feels like hanging out with us while we share stories around a campfire. Ooh, I just love that. That's exactly what I want people to feel. And this this comment, this this compliment really inspired this episode for me. We did a a gift-giving episode um around the holiday season and we shared stories of our own about creative gift giving and, and um, you know, gifts for artists, uh, things we make for people. Um, and we, we really wanted to know stories from our listeners. And that turned into collecting stories that we're now sharing for this special Valentine's Day episode. But I'm so excited to share stories from our listeners and and to invite audience members to engage with the show in this way. But I'm also just really excited that we're like welcoming some more people into the campfire, like the, the bonfire storytelling circle. So we're going to take turns reading these little letters that we've received. And then we'll chime in with our own stories at the end. So here we go in response to our question what was the best gift you've ever received? Here is our first response from our listener, Mari, who is just such a wonderful and like passionate artist and, and friend of the show. So hi, Mari. Thanks for, for contributing to this. Mari said, The best gift I have ever received. For my 18th birthday, my group of friends made me a movie slash TV episode. At the time, we were all really big fans of the show The O.C. We watched it together a lot and even spent a whole vacation mostly binge-watching it. They took a whole day to write a script, dress up, and film the whole thing. For my birthday, I received the finished DVD, including an intro a soundtrack, etc. The outtakes, 
At the end of the scenes they had messed up were ridiculously funny. And the saying, can I borrow a cup of flour? Later became iconic. Along with the DVD, they also gave me a picture frame with them dressed up as their OC characters and signed by them. When I first watched the movie, I could not believe it. The amount of work and care that had gone into it. I had never before and have never since felt so seen and appreciated by a gift. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Mari. That really raises the bar. (laughs) I love the inside jokes, too. Our next gift is from Lori, who shared this with a photo on her Instagram and who gifts us with little insights about the art that she's creating while watching our show on a pretty much weekly basis, which amazes me and is a is a gift for for me every week too. Lori says, heroin training and Grace Gordon official of this is the art life. These are the uh, Instagram tags. <laughs> this is the art life podcast. Asked about the best gifts we've ever received. There are so many, but here is one. In 1994, my new boyfriend wrote me a computer program that generated every possible quilt block with fourfold rotational symmetry that was made of 16 squares divided into two right triangles. There are 72. The printout shows all plus one repeat. I made my quilt of it for my wedding gift to him. There are so many others. Grace gave me a huge gift that she and I still talk about. My friend Vicky dedicated a book to me, so I threw her a book party for it at Big Blue Marble Books. My friend Emma once edited down an essay for me overnight, so it hit the exact word count. I felt like the shoemaker after the elves had made shoes. It was magic. Helping edit down an essay is an amazing gift. Wow. The variety. Yeah, th- yeah, that, that's a, there's such variety in those stories. Our next story is from Lux. You recently talked about your favorite gifts that you received. I think my favorite type of gift is an unexpected one. One of my favorite possessions is a reproduction of a portrait of Germain Distel that was given to me by my father. He works for the Swiss National Museum and they were doing some renovations and Germain's portrait was almost thrown out. My father, having remembered me talking about her, kept the portrait and attached some hooks so I could hang it in my room. Now Germaine hangs over my bed and I smile every time I see her. Such an art life gift. And it's such a heroic story. (laughs) There was this beautiful portrait that was going to get thrown out. And your dad knows you well enough to know that this is like a historical figure you idolize. Saves it from the trash and (laughs) like gives it to you ready to hang up. Wow. Thank you, Lux, so much for sharing that special story. And our final listener story comes from Nicole. 
When my husband and I got married, we received a darling gift from a family friend. A bag of sugar, so we would always have the sweetness of love. A bottle of barbecue spice, so our relationship would enjoy a variety of spicy experiences. And a candle, to provide light in the darkest of times. I still keep the candle with a slip of paper taped to it on the buffet in our dining room. It was a thoughtful and sweet gift. Sincerely, Nicole. I love that this is a gift, like, for their relationship, from a friend. It's such an intimate thing that someone put together for them, and it wasn't from one partner to another. It was someone, like, witnessing them and wanting to encourage and nurture, like, this beautiful relationship. It's so beautiful. It goes to show how simple items can take on so much meaning, too. And that, like, just compiling, like, a a collection of items like that, as you said, like, the simplest things, but instilling the meaning makes it such a memorable gift. Like, someone gave her sugar, some barbecue spice, and a candle. But because of what it meant and how it was explained, it became like this poetic gift. And I just think that's such a great reminder for people listening, especially if they're scrambling to get a gift together today for a partner or, you know, whatever for someone. Um, It's such a great reminder that you can go to the dollar store and pick out three things if if there's heart and, and, you know, poetry in your soul and you know, meaning behind the gift. People can remember it for decades. So I think it's my turn. So I, I um, gosh, I've been so lucky in my life to receive some amazing creative gifts from people. And I've mentioned many of them on the show before. And I did decide that for this episode, I was going to share a story from an old boyfriend. Um, This is one of these like game changing um grand romantic gestures of my life that raise the bar maybe too high let's be honest <laughs> let's be honest the bar is now raised so high that i i can't expect anything but a a great love story <laughs> so um a number of years ago uh i I, I had a, a friend who, well, to get the story started, he worked in the coffee shop um, across the street from the bookshop I worked in. And we had a very, like, Gilmore Girls, Luke and Lorelai thing where he would always be grumpy and I would always be extroverted and caffeinated. And we it was a very cute, small town kind of um, friendship that we had. And we were friends over years. We had always liked each other, but when we met, I I was engaged. And then later when that relationship ended, uh, he was in a relationship and, you know, it just never worked out and we just stayed friendly. But years down the line, um, he started courting me. And at the time, I was actually, I was like kind of at the, getting out of a relationship that was really stressful. And 
I, you know, I'm fascinated by relationships. I love talking about love. I love talking about communication and intimacy. Anyone who, who follows my art knows this. It's a huge part of my work. And a really interesting thing happened where I had posted a, like a Twitter poll and had this in-depth conversation with a bunch of my Twitter followers about grand romantic gestures. And what I was talking about was like, oh, you know, what is like, what's the best way you can imagine like receiving this, you know, declaration of love. And I had this really funny, fun conversation with a bunch of people on Twitter. And in this Twitter thread, I, I said, I like gave a couple like funny options and, you know, I was like writing on a cake, like home cooked meal, like, uh, you know, like plane flying overhead with whatever, you know, message in the sky. And then I said like cover letter and, and, uh, references. (laughs) And I replied to my own tweet. I said, for the record, my preference is a cover letter with references. And I, you know, this was, he was not part of this Twitter conversation, but we'd been friends for years and he had been, you know, starting to lay the groundwork over the past month or two, showing his interest. Um, We went to a book club together about a week later and he walked me home afterwards and he pulls out as he like as as he drops me at my door he pulls out a manila envelope and he said i just want you to take this i would just like to apply for the position Ah. (laughs) and i don't know what the hell he's talking about and then i i you know i say good night and i open this thing and it is a cover letter that he formatted he he thoughtfully wrote out and signed, including like very honest self-assessment about what kind of partner he would be to me and what he could not be. Like he was a very thoughtful, self-aware person who even said in this thing, he said, you know, I'm not an ambitious person, so I might not always inspire you to like get out the door and follow your dreams, but I will be there when you get home. And it was like, absolutely beautiful he also included three references from <laughs> two ex-girlfriends oh my and gosh. his ex-wife what when i tell people this story especially the week that it happened i noticed that men would always be like well that's fake those aren't real you know he made that up But he was friends with all of his exes, and I knew some of them. Like, I was friendly when some of them lived in the neighborhood. So I knew for a fact, and I, you know, have it confirmed, that no, these women wrote references for him. They actually wrote them, including his ex-wife. And I was, of course, totally stunned. And, of course, we ended up dating and living together, and it was a beautiful relationship. But, you know, I mean, look, this is a, a this is a power move and a grand romantic gesture. But I think what I really learned about love and about gift giving from this experience is that it was really about paying attention. Like he was just paying attention to what I was saying 
online and in person and he took it seriously and he did something that was kind of funny and very intense but it was exactly what I said I wanted and I learned that like you know people really do tell you what they want and tell you what they're afraid of and tell you what their hopes are and you just have to deliver so that was one of the best gifts that I ever received and and I had to share it on Valentine's Day because it cost him no money. It was four pieces of printer paper. And, you know, I'm keeping those for the rest of my life. Oh, it's so creative as well, even if he says it's not. And I I really love what you were saying about paying attention. And it makes me think that gift giving, like that's what gift giving is. That's what it's for, is a symbol of how you've paid attention. A uh, Gifts are like lines on a CV showing that you've been listening. Your turn. My turn. I'd like to close with a simple one. I mentioned in our original gifts episode the yellow boombox that I received from my parents for Christmas one year. And this is also a music-related gift where for my 24th birthday, my mom made me an email countdown from the beginning of the month of July. And each day she sent me a song that she loved when she was 24 years old. And so I got this mixed CD by the end of it of selections that were also kind of a a time capsule that connected me to what she was passionate about when she was the age that I was turning. So it was musical which I love, and it was a way for us to bond over old favorites and new favorites. I love this gift so much because it's so intimate. It's perfect for you because you love music, but it's also like, it's so special because it's her saying, I know you love music and I know you love playlists and I want you to know me better with this playlist of what I loved at your age. I mean, we've talked on our gift-giving episode about how I lo- I think like annotated books are the best gift because it's someone saying, hey, this is important to me and I want to share it with you. That is such a beautiful gift and, and beautiful story. And I'm so inspired by that. Wow, what a great gift. I thought so too. So what is the art life? The art life is paying attention. Mm. What is the art life? The art life is seeing holidays as an opportunity for being creative. I think that's such a reframe for people. Like, I really hope people listen to our show and take that as a huge 
whatever, lesson, piece of inspiration, because we've had several episodes where this kind of theme has come up. And I think that holidays can be really stressful, especially for artists, whether that's because of like financial constraints or because of time constraints when, you know, you're working much more than you, you know, would at a a normal nine to five, whatever the circumstances is, um, whatever the circumstances are. I, I know so many artists who seem to have a particular distaste for the holidays. And I really hope people listen to this show and get a mindset change about what they can be. It's already working for me. I'm so glad, Sandra. So we've talked about your love of playlists. We've talked about essays, other people's essays, and writing today. And I'm wondering, for those listening who haven't checked out your writing or your membership program, Zandra, where can people find your art? You can find my art at heroinetraining.com. That's my website where everything is based my essays, my new online bookshop. And if you are interested in Everyday Wonderland in particular, that has its own little website at everydaywonder.land. And membership is through my Patreon, patreon.com slash heroinetraining. Um, if you go to everydaywonder.land and explore, it'll lead you there too. So don't worry about that. But that's the, the gates are open all year round in every, in all climates. So, um, I would love for you to come join us. I'm really benefiting from the community aspect of everyday wonderland right now like from the Facebook group and like, you know, so much of this discussion that we had today was inspired by like conversations on there. So I hope people listen and join because there's just, um, there's so much joy there and encouragement in that group. Thank you. Grace, where can people find your art? My art is um, mostly compiled, uh, shared, and explored on patreon.com slash official. Gosh, it's been an interesting like week or two on Patreon because I have a new demo reel and I had like some some writing to post about like resilience during stressful times and um, I've had a ton of modeling gigs recently, so there's been a ton of like art modeling I've posted. It's been really interesting. I'm kind of living my best life, my art life, best life, in terms of just like sharing with my patrons like anything and everything that's happening in my life, and it's just been really good. Um, so Patreon.com/slash/GraceGordonOfficial, everything you could dream of that I'm up to. And uh, at the time of this podcast coming out, my new website will be launched as well, which is um, gracegordonofficial.com. I'm so excited to have new like um, social media and modeling um, reps, like um, agent manager kind of marketing team, and they helped put together a new website for me. It's just been such a freaking gift and so far the highlight of my year to have my people behind me and people who really get me. So if you're interested in in checking out my website, that's where it is. Um, Yeah, I'd love to hear from you. 
So uh, you can find me on either of those places. And I'll make sure to add your new website to our show description as well. Yeah, that would be great. I um, I still, you know, I post more on Patreon right now, um, but I wasn't really utilizing my website before, and I'm excited that it's it's getting evolved and there will be people running it. So, like, it's not adding work to my life. It's just becoming a better, um, more solid uh, thing that people can access that compiles so much of my work. Like, I'm really excited for that to be up and that it's not a stressful thing. It's it's just another opportunity for people to find me and engage with what I'm up to. I love that insight and I can't wait to check it out. And in the meantime, I'm about to start my day. So from my side of the world, I wish everyone a good morning. And from my side of the world, good night. If you enjoyed this episode, just saying, you can send a valentine to our P.O. box <laughs> today. You can do that. I am just, I'm just, I'm, I'm blatantly on the air asking people to send us fan mail. So thanks. Valentine's Day is year round. It's year round. And if you're listening to this on release day, it is still Valentine's Day. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Bye. (laughs) Bye. This is The Art Life, a heroin training podcast with Grace Gordon and me, Zandra Robinson-Burns. You can find us online at theartlife.show and send letters to The Art Life, care of Grace Gordon, P.O. Box number 4292, Valley Village, California, 91607. Or email us, theartlife at heroinetraining.com. Our theme music is The Stream by Rory. Thank you for joining us.